0: The following program does not offer personal medical advice. Please consult your doctor before using any treatment or product we cover. Welcome to Go To Health Radio with your host, Jonathan Marks. We provide a welcoming environment where experts educate you on important health topics, answer your questions, and provide information from which you can benefit in consultation with your doctor. And now, here is Jonathan Marks.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Go To Health show. I'm really excited about this one. The purpose of our show is to interview health experts from around the world who will provide you with health news you can use. We want to elevate your life with evidence-based information from the health sciences. And today we have three wonderful um, uh, sessions for you. First is staying fit through the decades with my first guests, and then we'll be talking about wellness tips for spring, and then hiking, fitness, health, and safety. So Let me introduce Dr. Trina Wiggins for our first segment, Staying Fit Through the Decades. She's a board-certified pediatrician who resides in Las Vegas, Nevada. She attended Stanford University and was the first African American on the women's gymnastics team. She then attended medical school at Washington University in St. Louis and completed her internship and residency at Cardinal Glennon Children's Hospital. She's worked both in public-private sectors in medicine, but in addition to being a pediatrician, and here's where she comes in today, she competes in fitness and dance competitions. In 2018, she competed in the Nevada State Senior Olympics and received a gold medal, not silver or bronze, gold. She was named AAU North American Bodybuilding and Fitness 2019 Athlete of the Year. And just this past year, she's published her first book entitled Kiss, Keep It Short and Simple for a healthy, sustainable life. Trina, welcome. It's so great to have you.
2: It's so great to be here. I appreciate you having me on one of your first shows.
1: Thank you. Go ahead, Trina. So tell us about your practice and and your fitness and, and the book.
2: Okay. So today I want to talk about strategies that I have used to stay fit for over a half a century. In today's world, our lives are too hectic, to add exercise as another thing on our already lengthy to-do list. So I think we must change our approach to exercise. And my acronym for staying fit through the decades is HOPE. H is for habit, O is for one entity or oneness, and P is propose a new plan, and E is for expand and edit your workout. So as a pediatrician for over 30 years, interacting with children and their families, I have heard many excuses for not exercising. And the number one excuse is lack of time. Ultimately, exercise ends up on the bottom of the to-do list and is carried over to the next day, week, month, or even the next year. In fact, the World Health Organization tells us that one in four adults do not meet the global recommended levels of physical activity. And in high income countries, 26% of men and 35% of women did not meet the guidelines. However, in lower income countries, 12% of men and 24% of women did not meet the standards. And what's sad is that there has not been any improvement in global levels of physical activity since 2001. And people who lead a sedentary lifestyle have an increased risk of heart disease, type two diabetes, obesity, and some forms of cancer. And in addition, they have a 20 to 30% increased risk of death compared to people who are consistently physically active. And globally, approximately 5 million deaths could have been prevented if the world's population were just more active. And the World Health Organization recommends at least 150 minutes of moderate intense physical activity throughout the week, along with muscle strengthening exercises twice twice a week. So So
1: that's- That's a a little over two hours, two and a half hours a week.
2: Yes, that's it. So Good. that's not that cumbersome. Good. So so what's the solution? So, you know, we see gyms everywhere, but we are still unfit and healthy. So I, you know, think about this and let this marinate. By the time you drive to the gym, find a park, wait for equipment that you want to use, you could have completed a workout at home, which is a huge time saver and is cost effective. So I think at this juncture, we need to look at or be open to looking at new ways to achieve fitness because the current system does not fit our hectic lifestyle. So what I wanna do today is take a trip down my memory lane to share my fitness journey of over 50 years looking at strategies that have worked for me and give some examples of research that supports my strategies. So briefly, my fitness journey began in 1972. It was a summer, I was 11 years old, and I was watching the 1972 Olympics. I looked up on TV, and there she was, Olga Corbett, the Russian gymnast, doing a no-hand backflip on the balance beam. And that moment really changed my life. I remember after the gymnastics events were over, I looked through the yellow pages, trying to find a club nearby. Unfortunately, there were none. So I asked my mom to take me to the public library. I checked out a gazillion phone books, right? in search of a gymnastics facility. I finally found one and I ended up being hooked. And um, when I found the club, it was about maybe a 30 minute ride from from where I lived. But this was the foundation of my commitment to physical activity because it taught me discipline. It taught me toughness, determination, and consistency. you know, despite starting at such a, you know, late age of, you know, 11, I progressed quickly and was fortunate, like um, like Jonathan had mentioned, to compete for Stanford from 1978 to 1980. Now, um, once I finished competing, I did sustain a career-ending knee, in, career knee injury, and this <laughs> focused me um, to put my energies on getting back into medical school. So as I entered my second decade, this was, was, it was a critical time for me. I had to discover how I would stay in shape without gymnastics. And most of my twenties was spent in medical school, internship and residency. Upon arriving to medical school, I met my husband who was also happened to be a collegiate ad- athlete. We shared the same mindset with regards to physical activity and we refused to let our careers sabotage our health. We looked into joining a gym, but after much thought we realized that it was not conducive to our busy life. So during medical school and training, time management was of the essence and it was absolutely critical that we use our time wisely. We purchased a stationary bike instead and I rode that 20 minutes at a moderately fast pace every morning while reading over my notes. And we walked to and from class, which was about a three mile round trip. So these were simple habits that I incorporated to stay in shape during one of the most hectic times in my life. So what I want you to remember here is H, H is for creating a habit in your twenties, which will lead to consistency as you get older. Now, before we knew it, our twenties had blown by and medical training was in the rear view mirror, mirror. And now we entered the third decade and we are starting a family and our careers as doctors. However, this created two more potential obstacles for from staying fit, our careers and our infant twin sons. But we refuse to let our life and a career sabotage our fitness. And we instead chose to integrate physical activity into our daily lives, such as they were one and the same. So an integration of physical activity is not a new concept. Back in 1949, a British, a British epidemiologist by the name of Dr. Jeremy Morris studied workers on the British double-decker bus. He looked at the conductors and the bus drivers. The conductors climbed 600 stairs each day while the bus driver sat all day. Dr. Morris found that the conductors had half the number of heart attacks and less heart disease. And if they did sustain a heart attack, they were more likely to survive. So these conductors had a built-in exercise system with their job. So they did not have to add exercise onto their already lengthy to-do list. So everyone is not as fortunate to have a job that involves exercise, but we all need to attain some level of fitness. And the best way to do that is by integrating exercise into your day. For example, when the twins were young, I used that same trusty stationary bike and placed it next to my bed. I put one twin in the baby carrier and fed him my breast milk via the bottle while breastfeeding the other as I rolled the bike. When they, <laughs> when they be, and that's true. And when they I became- believe it. <laughs> So, and when they became mobile, so I initially purchased like a baby fence contain them while i worked out yes. and that didn't work they knocked the fix down with ease so i had a wrought iron fence installed around the living room and i put a jungle gym inside of it for the twins to do their workouts we purchased a stair climber to go along with that trusty bike and i placed both pieces of exercise equipment around the fence so i could work out while they also worked out on the jungle jungle gym and i would do 10 minutes on each machine at a moderately fast pace either back to back or later in the day. We also discovered hiking and explored various trails with the twins on our backs. So the, the key message here is that we integrated physical activity such that it was not a separate item on our to-do list. So remember, always for oneness, we merged our fitness with our daily lives such as they were one entity allowing for more family time, but more importantly, so the twins would learn the importance of physical activity. So working and raising infant twins slipped by quickly. And before I knew it, I was 40 and the twins were young boys getting into all kinds of sports which required me to chauffeur them to practices and games. This could have yet have been another potential obstacle for staying fit. I made it a point to work out at the same place as the twins. So when the twins were done practicing, I was done. And my exercise always included um, cardio, body weight exercises, strength and stretching. Now, in 2003, at the age of 42, I experienced a life-changing event. While searching for a wedding venue for my sister at the Rio Resort, we stumbled upon Miss Fitness USA. And my sister challenged me right on the spot to participate. These competitions consisted of two minutes of a routine incorporating cardio, strength, and flexibility. Now, as you will notice, or maybe you've already noticed, during your 40s, flexibility and strength decreases and your metabolism slows down. These mm-hmm. fitness competitions require me to be deliberate and intentional about increasing my flexibility and strength training. So while watching TV, I would stretch with the stretch out strap. And there's another device called easy stretch device, along with practicing my splits. I also practice handstands during the commercials. Now, as far as strength training, most of my preparation centered around body weight exercises, such as pushups, handstands, planks and squats. This helped me maintain and believe it or not, even increase my muscle mass, despite being in my 40s. On average, adults lose three to 8% of their muscle mass every 10 years after the age of 30, which can lead to weight gain, increased fat, weakness and increased risk for fractures and injury. And injury will prevent you from reaching your fitness goals. So as you also may know, muscle tissue is very metabolically active and burns more calories than fat tissue. One pound of muscle tissue may burn as much as six to 10 calories, whereas one pound of fat will burn two to three calories. And even when the body's at rest, get a load of this, the body will burn more calories just by stockpiling more muscle. So building muscle mass is the secret sauce for maintaining a healthy weight. Now, also during my forties, I began interval training, which was an absolute game changer. I would do an activity of my choice, whether it was biking, rowing, dancing, and for one minute, I engaged in an activity at a moderate pace, say about 60% of capacity. Then for 20 to 30 seconds, I would go all out at 80 to 90% capacity, increasing the speed and intensity. I repeated this sequence for a minimal daily total of 30 minutes. Now, before we move on, I wanna make it crystal clear that it is not required for physical activity to be nonstop for 30 minutes to an hour. It's cumulative. It's what you do that adds up in a day. Unfortunately, many people have this notion that exercise has to be nonstop for an extended period of time. And remember, the top reason for not exercising is that it takes too much time. So this belief is far from the truth and it actually creates an obstacle um, um, to becoming physically fit. Now this notion was debunked in 1960 by another epidemiologist by the name of Ralph Paffenbarger. He did a groundbreaking study where he looked at the exercise habits of over 50,000 University of Pennsylvania and Harvard University alumni. He proved that it was irrelevant if physical activity was done nonstop in a single session or broken up into short segments. This study also proved that people who are more physically active have less risk of coronary artery disease and a longer life expectancy. And current studies have also shown interval workouts burn just as many calories as traditional one-speed workouts. Moreover, they create an afterburn effect which means your body continues to burn more calories, even when you're done with your workouts. So Trina, let,
1: let me ask you a question yes, at this point, because we're, we're, we have just a couple more minutes. Yes, you've, got, you've got a, a book out now called Kiss, Keep It yes. Simple. Yes. And tell us about the book and how those people who are not as motivated or they're just getting started or they're not as disciplined, how this book can help them get back in shape.
2: Oh, absolutely. So in my book, um, I talk about this interval training that we're talking about. Because a lot of times when people work out or they have to go to the gym, have to go to this process thinking it's an hour long, I really focus on short and simple workouts that are effective, that have been proven to be effective, like the seven-minute workout app, okay, where you can download it on your phone. It doesn't require any equipment. And what you do is like 12 exercises that you do 30 seconds of one exercise, um, followed by a 10-second rest until you complete all 12 exercises. Another thing I like doing are stair workouts. Why? Because stair work stairs are everywhere. You got them in the park, at your office. And if you if you have them at home, you're golden. But it's great. And I have a great stair wa- workout in my book. And then another um, thing I, I mentioned in my book, what about dancing with bodyweight exercises? Because there was a 2003 study done in the New England Journal of Medicine that showed a group of seniors who danced for five years. At the end of five years, they had less cognitive decline and less dementia. So as we age, why not dance and do your body work exercise? Because you're you're killing two birds with one stone. And then one last thing I I, I recommend in the book is getting involved with the sport. Even if you rekindle a sport that you did when you were younger or find a new one, because that stimulates new neural pathways in your brain and you're increasing your, your physical activity as well. Now, one last thing I want to mention: um, as we, you know, age through the decades, it's important to take care of your body and listen to what your body is saying. Obviously, what I did in the 30s, I'm not doing now. In my, I'm close to 60. I'll be 60 next month. But there we I'm, go. I'm, I'm there's a 30 year difference. So what I've learned over the years, interval trainings is best because you get the biggest bang for your buck, and when you're when you're doing it, you see light at the end of the tunnel soon. And so it actually tricks your mind into going harder, to have an increased intensity. So short pieces of exercise scattered throughout your day, it to me is a recipe for sustainability, okay? So that's that's really important. And as you age, listen to your body, because it's important. Um, Oftentimes we may have an ache here and there and it takes longer to recover. So if you listen and modify your exercise to fit what's going on with your body, Like last week, my sister had some shoulder issues. She goes, I can't do pushups. Okay, so do a modified pushup, do a pushup against the wall or do bent knee pushups. So make sure you modify, make sure you take adequate rest in between working out and then also um, stretch. Stretching becomes more important as we age. And Great. I tell Trina, you, I want to thank, thank you.
1: We're oh, out I'm of sorry. time. You're you're doing you have tremendous energy. I love it. And I want to um, invite everybody to check out Dr. Trina's book. Her website is TrinaWiggins.com. Yes. And uh it's called Kiss. And you can tell the energy she's got. I know she gets it from all that exercise she does. And we wish the best for you in starting to get these doable exercises in your home without lots of fancy equipment so that you too can live a healthier and longer life. Trina Wiggins, thank you so much for being with me today. Appreciate it. Thank you for it.
2: having me. I appreciate it.
1: All right, TrinaWiggins.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
3: Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at go to Now, back to this week's show.
1: Hello again, everybody, for the second session of Go to Health, and we're talking this next session about wellness tips for spring with Sheila Z. Sterling. She has a PhD in natural health and runs True Life Solutions where science meets holistic healing. She's a certified and a practitioner of live blood microscopy, (laughs) lymphology and functional nutritional counseling. She's an award-winning author of An Ounce of Prevention, Anatomy of Healing and Wellness, the Vibrant Life Cookbook and the CD Sounds of the Soul. Sheila helps people achieve radical wellness. I'm, I'm waiting to hear about that. Regardless of your age, working with clients remotely and in person, her programs, classes, and products are available online at true life-solutions/shop. So and she works with clients both remotely and in person. So, Sheila, welcome and uh, wonderful to have you and tell us all about your wellness tips for spring.
4: Okay, well, thank you so much, and thank you for having me on this amazing show, on this amazing spring day. Yes. So, let's start off by saying we've all been through the winter, and winter is a time where well, we kind of hibernate, we don't realize it, but mentally, physically, and emotionally, we kind of go within. It's actually a good time to be creating things. But as we're coming out of that and we come into the springtime, some really interesting things happen to the body on a cellular level all the way through (laughs) what, what we notice. The things that we notice are, sometimes we start to wake up a little earlier and we wake up, instead of snuggling in like we were in the winter, we are like whipping the covers off and going, I have so much to do today. And we're so excited to get the day going. This is where the term spring cleaning came from, because we tend to have a lot of energy. Now, of course, as far as nature's concerned, spring is the time not quite yet of blooming, but of planting, So it's a really good time to plant, not only to plant seeds, but new ideas, new businesses. It's all the way around. So as we come into this time, a lot of people begin to get a lot of nervous energy. Uh, They feel like they're trapped, like you want to run outside, you want to go camping. You have so much you want to do, and yet you're, you're not quite doing it. So it's really important in spring that we take deep breaths through our nose and and start to relax a little bit and realize that this is the most amazing time of the year. There are so many things that we can do to stay healthy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. The motto of my company is staying 30 till you're 90, of course, and all things matter. So as we come into the spring we, we tend to want to do more and get out into the sun. There are certain things that we want to really be careful of. So in other words, we're used to putting on sunglasses to protect our eyes. We all know that. Uh, however, how many people put on anything to protect their ears? So a lot of people mm-hmm. start to get uh, allergies, you know, the, the runny nose and the eyes. This is also a time when a lot of people get ear infections and different kind of summer infections that are sort of nondescript. Well, I'm here to tell you that a lot of that comes from your ears. Our ears are a natural uh, pathway. They are part of the, the sinus canals. And so when you have a wind, and we've, we've experienced a lot of wind, so there are all kinds of things that are blowing around Let's remember that every place that is open, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, let's not forget about the ears. So I know that sounds silly. I have these little things. Actually, I have one right here <laughs> called an ear cuff. I don't like to wear things on my head and a lot of people don't, but they have these little ear cuffs you can kind of put on like this. It protects your ears from the wind. And I really encourage everybody to find out about that and to get that. Mm-hmm. Um because our ears are really important and so the eyes of course we know about eyes and the sun so there's also everybody's been really excited about vitamin d and we'll talk about that a little bit later but we go out into the sun a lot this is a time to kind of be careful the sun is not as hot it is true as it is during the summer but we're building up to that so we also want to build in through photosynthesis we take in a lot of vitamin d through the sun However, in this particular year, we want to also supplement vitamin D3. It's actually a hormone. We're going to get into that a little later because I want to go on with a tip specifically for spring. And I just want you to know in my book, An Ounce of Prevention, um, we actually go through, I actually have a ton of tips like what do you do? If you get heat exhaustion, a lot of people will start to hike and they don't realize that as you're sweating, the minerals are diminishing in the body. And this is where sun strokes and different things can happen, even in the spring. It's a good idea to take a little bit of gray salt with you, actually, the uh, natural kind of gray salt and uh, in, in rock form. And when you're drinking water or if you're feeling thirsty when you're hiking, take a couple of these little pieces. What it does is it remineralizes the body and you'll actually feel it like, wow. And this actually starts in spring. And so, there's also a lot of people have allergies, and they get stuffy noses, and they don't know what to do. They don't really want to take medication for it because it makes you drowsy, or for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Well, there are some some smells that we can take in in spring that actually will help. Um, this little bottle here, this is peppermint. If you have that, you just have to allow it to come into your lungs. It will. It will actually clear up the bronchioles, the sinuses, and all the way down, it feels really good. Now, if you have an allergy, and your nose gets really stuffy, uh, put one drop of that oil into some water and put it on the the stove and let it boil a little bit and breathe in that steam. That steam will kind of (laughs) cleanse the sinuses and stop the sinus attack. So there's all kinds of things that you can do in spring it's a time of planting it's a time of going outside and enjoying the things that we do Um, we want to talk about exercise this is also a time when major injuries happen to people because you've been in the house all year especially as you get older if you're you know you get over your 40s your 50s your 60s and your 70s and you haven't been doing a lot and all of a sudden it's spring You just want to go run in this. I'm using myself as an example. I just want to run on the beach or run in the springs or hike and climb rocks. Let's just hold on. Like I said, take a breath and break into it slowly. Start by going to a local park, walking around, noticing what's around you, seeing how you're feeling in in the natural environment. If you're doing things in the house, be a little careful. Spring is kind of a time that we actually can get a little careless subconsciously, unconsciously without realizing it. We just get so excited about spring and and. We want to get all of this in before it gets too hot in summer. So it's kind of a narrow window. This is actually a really good time to get sort of into shape and start to get yourself more in shape for the summer. So these are just a few tips. Um, We were going to talk a little bit about vitamin D. So
1: let let me just uh, rephrase what I've heard a little bit. I've heard about protecting your ears. Uh I've heard about gray salt. To remineralize, I've heard about peppermint oil and infusing that so that you clear up your sinuses. And the last one was starting to exercise slowly.
4: Yes, that's a, that's exactly correct. Good, great, <laughs> thank you for the summary.
1: Good, uh, good.
4: Um, I want to bring in vitamin D three now because uh, actually, vitamin D three is actually a mineral. I mean, I, I mean, it's a hormone. Sorry, um, it's not actually a vitamin. And it actually is very, very good and supports our nervous system. So as we're coming into spring, our nervous system is going to be on high, higher alert than in the winter. So it's, it's important that we do things to kind of calm the nervous system a little bit. But it's also extremely good for the lungs. It's extremely good for bone structure. So... Uh, vitamin D really reinforces the whole body. And if I have a few minutes, I said that I would kind of like to um, talk about tips that we could also do during this season for COVID because it seems to be still relevant.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Please and of do. Course, we have a few minutes.
4: Okay. Vitamin D3 is so important. Um, 90% of all the people uh, that have gotten in trouble with this, regardless of the season, uh, have been... Uh, they registered that they have been very low in D3. Hmm. So it's kind of a trigger. D3 will lower your risk of having a long COVID or, the, or going into the second or third stages of COVID. And zinc. Now, here's the trick about zinc. So I personally take 10,000 to 20,000 units of vitamin D3 every day. Um, I take about 30 um, units uh, of zinc every day. But here's the trick zinc is not going to really absorb if you're just taking zinc. You have to take some quercetin with it. Some people go out and get quercetin, great. However, pink grapefruit has quercetin, quinine water has quercetin. So there's things that you can do. And of course, we all know zinc will block the replication of the covid virus. Also, if you um, this hap- this particular virus happens to be uh, what they call load ratioed in other words, you can be exposed just a little bit and get mild symptoms, or you could be exposed a lot and you'll get sicker. So if you think you've been exposed in any way, gargling, um, there's, uh, there's different gargles that you can get um, to gargle with. Gargling two or three times a day, even salt will help because it will help kill the viral load. Uh, and that's really important. And the reason it's important that we talk about this In spring is because we all want to get out more in spring. We want to have barbecues. We want to get around a lot of people. And so we want to incorporate some of these safety features that we have been doing, hopefully, within our spring season. And so I also want to talk a little bit about relaxation. It's very important. Um, I do have CDs, and uh, deep healing meditation CDs. And that is very important that we keep recognizing that our baseline is is imperative to keeping our health up in the spring. My book, uh, Anatomy of Healing and Wellness, which is like an alternative medical book, it's a big book, uh, is also downloadable. And so is a Vibrant Life cookbook. So I don't know if you have any questions or...
1: Yeah, so what makes us what makes our bodies more alert during the spring? You mentioned that earlier.
4: Yeah, all right, okay, so because we're actually on a natural cycle, even though you know through the millennium we've gotten away from that, you know, there's an old song that says to every season there is a purpose. So we still live by that unconsciously. It's in our DNA. In other words, we tend to hibernate in the winter. We tend to come out in the spring it's in every cell we have 100 trillion cells it's in every cell in the body and when the uh, cosmos when the we begin to change and the seasons begin to change this actually triggers the change in our dna and the D and the change in our cells and our molecular structure and mm-hmm. that that's what causes us to all of a sudden you know we start waking up in spring going wow you know, what am I going to do today? I, you know, and, and we're ready to go. This is something that has been ingrained in us since, since we came here, <laughs> since right. the beginning of time.
1: Right. So, is this really a physiological change that happens? It is a spring? physiological
4: change. Yeah. It, it, it has to do with our biology, it uh-huh. has to do with our chemistry, our brain chemistry, uh, the, the neurons in our brain. We're, we're more open. We're more open to reading and walking and looking around at plants. All of these things help the neural connectors in our brain. And so spring is, is known as the season of growth. That's why it's a season of planting. And it all kind of goes together. We are part of nature, even though a lot of people feel a little distant from it. Yes. We're still human beings and right. we're still part of the planet and part of what's going on in the cosmos around us
1: yeah so Sheila tell tell we have just a couple of minutes Tell me what um, what you what kind of services you can offer people remotely
4: well remote well uh, a lot of them remotely um, of course i we do different kinds of healing sessions um, I have the healing machines uh, I, we do I do meditation I do Reiki remotely, um, and remotely, even my programs, you know, I've got diabetic programs and my eight weeks to wellness, a lot of that is done by Zoom, or Mm. by, you know, with all reports and things. So almost every, I offer a lot of services, and you can go and look. Uh, The only thing that you have to be present for, if you want your live blood analyzed, which is very important, you, you need to come to me personally.
1: Right, right. And you're located in?
4: Las Vegas, Nevada.
1: Okay, great. Good. So Sheila is going to be coming back with us in next week for another uh, session. She's going to be talking about her eight weeks to wellness program. And um, if you're interested in following up with Sheila, um, you can go to truelife-solutions.com. Mm-hmm. And on that um, website, you'll find a shop Um, navigation there that you can um, you can click and you can buy books and tell us all the things you can buy in the shop there Sheila. You can
4: buy books and CDs there's things I don't talk about I wrote a book on Yosemite where I go every year for the last 35 years Um, you can you know download a lot of different uh, of the books the CDs uh, the beautiful picture book uh, for uh, there's also a link there to call me for complimentary consultation right. or conversation, and we go from there.
1: Good. Sheila Sterling, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been wonderful to have you. And we're going to all, I think, follow these tips for uh, wellness for spring. Um, And uh, we will be back with Sheila next week for her eight weeks to wellness program. You can learn more about that. And before we go to break, I'll just tell you about our next guest, um, who's David Smith. Sheila, thank you so much. Thank Um, you so
4: much for having me.
1: My pleasure. We're going to be talking with David Smith, who is a mountain runner and hiker, and he is really expert in the wilderness. And he's going to talk with us about wellness tips for hiking and how to stay um, how to stay healthy in the mountains or just getting out for a good hike. Again, what we try to uh, bring to you here is health experts from many different modalities, many different traditions, and uh, so that you can learn best how to take care of yourself and go to health. And with that, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes for David Smith and hiking safety.
0: Excellent. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? Definitely not. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Edward Cheney. Ed will explain full-spectrum CBD, where the whole hemp plant can be used for treatment and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time. 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety.
1: In the spirit of Have Couch, will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day, we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control, and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer.
3: on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
0: You are listening to Go to Health Radio. To reach Jonathan Marks or his guest expert on the live program, Call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jonathan Marks at go to Now, back to this week's show.
1: Welcome back to the third part of Go to Health, everybody. Glad you're here. This is all about staying healthy for spring, and we're talking right now with David Smith. He's going to be talking about hiking fitness, health, and safety. David has devoted the better part of one day each week over the past 20 years to experiencing a mountain trail running adventure. He began in the Pacific Northwest with the Columbia Gorge and Cascade Mountains. He then moved to Southern California and experienced the Angeles Crest Mountains, then the Northeast in the Hudson River Valley in Minnewaska, and finally in 2016 to Las Vegas, where he's experiencing and documenting Red Rock Park, the Spring Mountains, Death Valley, and beyond. By day, David is a business networking leader in the city of Las Vegas and owner of two thriving network organizations, NetworkLasVegas.com and the Las Vegas Health and Fitness Chamber of Commerce. He also owns health promotioning healthpromotionmarketing.com. So David, tell us, give us tips for getting out in the wilderness. We're all starting to get out there and wanting to get out and hike and be in nature. And you've been up in the, the, the big trees, the, the high the high destinations, tell us how to be safe.
5: Well, one of the high destinations is right behind me. This is standing on La Madre mountain, looking down onto Red Rock Park. And if you're in Red Rock Park, you're seeing um, cliffs at the back of the park. Well, if you were standing on those cliffs, that's where you would be right here. Um, okay well thank you so much Jonathan. Uh, just for having the show for bringing your guests, different experts in various areas and the sum total of that wisdom. Um, I want to start out with the why of you know why get out in the wilderness and and first of all, I think that it, it does something we, we're all aware that you feel different. Your mind, body, and your spirit—something's happening. And over time, I've, I've tried to analyze. You know, what is going on? What is causing this feeling? I almost have a buzz when I'm when I'm in the wilderness, and, and I'm lifted to a new level. And what I've come down to is that you are experiencing sights and sounds that are non-linear. There are no straight lines in the wilderness and sounds also are very unpredictable and unique. And what happens when these are coming into your senses, it elevates your thinking and your emotions and your spirit to a different level and and so that's that's the best i can give you as far as as the why but um so so before you run out into um the wilderness and and head for your nearest trail i want to share seven best practices for enjoying hiking in the wilderness and um, I'm a trail runner, but I but I also hike. if I'm going up a steep hill, I'm hiking, I'm not running. Anyway, this, these seven practices I think you'll find valuable. Um, first of all, you want to have a base of conditioning before you you go out there and you tackle a mountain. So what I suggest is that you run or walk off road daily. To strengthen your ankles because, like I said, no straight lines in the wilderness and you're not going to wa- be walking on, on flat surfaces. And this is where people sp- um, sprain their ankles, they get injuries because you haven't strengthened your ankles. Um, I suggest stretching also, but don't stretch before you work out or before you hike. you got to warm up before you stretch or you're going to pull muscles. So, um, you know, get out there, spend 10 to 20 minutes just, just walking, uh, warming up, and then do some stretches. Now, another conditioning rule that I go by is the 10% advance rule. And then, now, these are all things that I discovered over time, and you're not going to see these anywhere else. But mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I trial and error, boy, I beat myself up a, a lot. And, and so... Um, the 10% advance rule means that if you add up all the mileage that you cover in a given week, do not increase it the next week by more than 10% because, if you increase too rapidly, what that's going to do is you'll feel great at first. Wow, I ran five miles yesterday. I can run 10 miles the next day or or whatever. Um, that'll be fine for a little while, but then you're going to start getting repetitive motion injuries. And mm-hmm. uh, all of a sudden, it's going to bring you to a crashing halt. It will not be fun to be in the wilderness. Um, so 10% rule. Another thing is decrease the length of your cadence when i'm running i um i i decrease my my the length of my steps but i increase my actual cadence and a good rule of thumb is 180 steps per minute and and that would be if you're running what this does is you know, if you take big steps, every time you land, it puts a big pressure and big jolt on your body. All your joints and people that are just go out there and start working out, they're going to get um, lots of problems with those big um, steps. But if you make small steps, it puts less pressure and less jolting on your, your whole frame.
1: There so, there
5: yeah. And then alternate hard, medium, and light days. One your problem, like I said, this is all trial and error. Um, I I used to get into, oh, I did so well yesterday. I'm going to do even better tomorrow, better the next day. And you're on like a one-way course to destruction that's going to come within a few weeks because um, you're not giving your, your body uh, an ability to rest. It's just <laughs> like, You know, we're awake, we sleep. We're awake, we sleep. We alternate work and rest. You got to do that with your, um, whatever exertion you do, don't go your limit every day. Okay, safety and navigation technique. Here are some of the things that I've learned. Um, Well, for one thing, I just, I only do out and back. I don't do multi-day experiences in the wilderness. That's a whole different thing. Lots more gear. Um, So everything that I say has to do with just my out and back. Never dramatically exceed your comfort zone. So whatever your comfort zone is with your terrain, whether it be climbing, um, whatever the terrain, um, don't dramatically exceed that from time to time. I always have this, this little saying that I tell myself, I can always come back for another day. Mm-hmm. And I do that. Don't exceed your comfort zone as far as familiarity. So what I mean is is if you're on a, a trail that you know exactly where you're going or you're out in the wilderness, you know um, where you're going, how to find where you are, great. But don't go, you know when you're going beyond. <laughs> don't mm-hmm. exceed that dramatically. I, I always, it took me... Um, I think 20 times to reach the top of Mount Hood in Oregon. And every time I tried a different approach and just a little bit further, inched my way up, I finally reached the summit. And that's how Good it is for with, you
1: with mountains. Good for you. And you're doing this without trail, right? You're just finding your way. Yeah. A lot of this is finding my way. Yeah, that's that's, um, that's 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 what I love about David. He's amazing this way. He really is a, a trail breaker. Um, you know, really gets out there and makes his own trails. But go ahead, David. Well, see me- that's,
5: and that's another thing, Jonathan. I'm glad you pointed that out because in the very beginning, I mentioned nature does something different to your mind, puts you in a different framework. Well, when you're out in the wilderness, in and and pushing your limit, you know, reasonably. You're experiencing things. You don't know what you're going to experience over the next hill. That puts your mind into a different uh-huh. frame. And there are times that I've been out there and I have I've not been sure I'm going to make it back. Now, wow. that puts you into a different frame, too, because then all of a sudden life looks a lot different. Right. And things, the little things that you were afraid of or that were bugging you in life, well, nothing even measures up to not... You know, thinking you're not going to make it to the end of the day, and right. so that it really helps you reorganize your priorities. But okay, that's an aside. Um, now, I'm I always go out alone. I don't recommend that, but if you go out with another person, go with the least experienced um, conditioning conditioning of of the people on your it, it, that you're going out with. Now, why um, do you say that? uh because um just like i said don't exceed your own um ability and right. familiarity um don't push someone else beyond theirs i see because now you're multiplying the um the potential for trouble got it um things to carry carry light you know carry your phone and an external battery is really important um but prepare not to have reception because a lot of the places you go, um, you're gonna be behind a, a mountain or some obstacle, you're not gonna have the reception you need. Right. Um. So download a map on your phone um, so that you can just pull it up. Um, be familiar with surrounding reference points. How I navigate in the wilderness is not by GPS and not even by compass in the Las Vegas area because we have so many days of sun, but I know where the mountains are. I know I can see Mount Charleston, La Madre Mountain. Um, I, I can see mountains all, gas peak mountains all around. And even when I'm in Las Vegas, I don't know if you've ever been lost in Las Vegas, but when I'm lost in Las Vegas, I look for mountains and then I head for those mountains.
1: <laughs> that you know gets me get long.
5: home. <laughs> That's right. So look back often as you're moving forward Along a, even along a trail, because believe me, when you turn around, the whole world looks different, and that's yeah. how people get lost. They get yeah. out in a situation they haven't bothered to turn around. Have a three hundred and sixty degree perspective versus a linear perspective. When people get on trails, um, it's it's like you you look forward and you're you're going in a line. Um, look around. Nature is not that straight line of the trail. Um, Be aware of your surroundings. You'll find that if you were to get lost, the fact that you were aware will subconsciously help you find your way back. Um, I could say something about hydration.
1: Yeah, Um, please do. We have we have just another couple minutes.
5: Okay, I'm, I won't get through my
1: seven then. Right, <laughs> but but that's all right.
5: Hydration is so important. I put these in order of importance. Um, water is main hydration, and uh, you know how much water depends on the temperature, the distance, the elevation gain, and the conditioning. Um, when it's dry out in the Las Vegas area, think of your clothing dryer. And think how it dries out clothes. Now, when you're breathing, as you're exerting yourself through the wilderness, that's the hot air is in your lungs and it's drying out every part of your body. (laughs) (laughs) So you need to replace that with lots of water. Early warning signs are if your mouth becomes dry, drink. Um, If you have a headache, you're progressing dizziness you know, you're getting toward um, you know loss of water critical loss of water and heat stroke um, but for the 23 mile four peak Charleston wilderness adventure that I do um, that I take six liters of water Wow and one liter of Gatorade. <laughs> um okay. now, if I were just doing Turtlehead Peak and Red Rock, which is maybe a um, six miles ah. out and back,
1: two uh, one liter of water. Great. Yeah. David, I, I hate to cut you short, but we're out of time. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, this has been so great. Uh, it's short, but sweet. But thank you, David Smith, for telling us about hiking safety and how to do it. That brings us to the end of another show. Thank you to Drs. Trina Wiggins, Sheila Sterling, and David Smith. And David, your website is lasvegasareatrails.com. Yes. Right. It's a beautiful website. I highly recommend you go. LasVegasAreaTrails.com. Next week, we're going to be talking about improving brain health through nutrition and an exciting program called Eight Weeks to Wellness. This is Jonathan Marks, your host. Thanks for being with us. See you next Wednesday, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific with another episode of Go to Health. Take care, everybody. Have a great week.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to, Go to Health Radio. Be sure to join Jonathan Marks and another health expert next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You can also catch the program on your favorite podcast platform. Until our next show, be sure to visit us on the web at gotohealthmedia.com and elevate your life.